So where do, I mean, yes, we want to scale it up, but just kind of, I guess, more in the short term, what is your vision for where this is going? What do you want to see? I can speak from the CTE lens. Yeah. Um, I would love to see some of these opportunities embedded. Um, so like we have our teaching practicum where the students, um, part of their class time is heading off to the elementary schools. Um, but can we do that in other areas? Can we do that in metals? You know, we have Kim Weimer and Scott Forge that offer to have our students on a regular basis. So can we rethink, reframe um, the ability for our students to get some of these experiences and also reverse? I know we've been in talk with companies to bring work in. Um, some things like IT can be done virtually. Uh, marketing can be done virtually. So can we reach out to companies and those are conversations that we have when we do kind of our ask and our menu of, of different ways that you can participate, where if you are not quite ready for us to come to you, what can you, what authentic problem can you provide to us for our students to solve that using their skills that they're learning in class, but then you come in and provide that mentorship, that feedback, that's um, someone other than the teacher. As teachers, we sometimes become mom, dad, guardian, caregiver, and sometimes that message goes in one ear and out another, but if that person from the community is providing that, all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, did you know you have to, like, on time meets early. Like, yeah. that's how you have to come to work. Um, and just having that, that other mentorship. Um, the block schedule allowed us to dive deeper, and so I think that's the one area I think Dana undersells herself at, is she's also kind of doing that, that teaching advocacy, um, heading into a classroom, providing a community partner to highlight this is deeper. Um, you know, this is the perfect use of class time to highlight those those skills. So she's been able to kind of uh, provide um, unofficial PD to, <laughs> to a lot of our staff in, in a unique way. Yeah, but so many are, you know, really, they're agreeable. I'm like, hey, yeah. do you want WSRA to come in, yes. they were, you know, they they get it. A lot of teachers get it, um, and they know that it's there's the in class stuff, but then there's the the what happens after we they leave. You know, are we preparing them for that too? Yeah. So, um, and a lot of times too, the speakers they know. So just even you know today when we had WSRA and they were talking about how to use even if they're not going to get into you know specifically you know recreation therapy, but to have something on your resume when you're, you know, applying, whether it's applying for college or applying for scholarships or even a job in the future, like you, if you've done this versus not that working at Starbucks is bad, but it's more, if it's career focused, mm -hmm. that's worth more, yeah. you know, to that university that's, oh, you know, this person wants to be a special ed major and they've already worked with that population then that's a guaranteed four years for them almost, yeah. you know? So so to just encouraging the students, and for the teachers too, right? To be able to see that the more focused their choices are when it even comes to jobs, like it's it'll help them in the future. And I would, to build upon what Gina said around embedded experiences in CTE courses, um, that's, that's a yes and for me, right? Because, um, I think when people hear career pathway, they sort of automatically think CTE, mm -hmm. and that that's really the only place that we have yeah. Um, yeah. those sort of hands-on opportunities or exposure to careers. And I think um, that the intent is much broader, right? And that mm -hmm. sort of our traditional mm -hmm. core coursework 
is also preparing students for careers beyond high yeah. school, be that college or be that a career. And so I know we have teachers doing some wonderful things around inviting um, you know, scientists in or authors mm-hmm. in, but I think really uh, celebrating that work um, and encouraging it and uh, a sharing of ideas among staff on how can we bring in experts in you know writing or or what have you um, in in like how does math apply how do we get speakers into math classes so expanding this idea that exposure to careers and hands-on and authentic experiences should be in all areas across the school and it's not just mm-hmm. not just CTE I remember I was in a Sue Remshack's class when she brought in um, she zoomed in just this incredible speaker for her biology class who was um, in some remote location like tracking um, a specific kind of insect. Mm-hmm. I can't remember yeah. what it was, but it was just this fascinating um, thing that she shared and students were able to ask questions. It was just such a neat experience yeah. and what we think of traditionally as a core class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, think about our geometry yeah. and construction. That's right. That's occurring right now, um, you know, with our partnership with Liberty Prairie. Um, you know, Dana's helping that with infusing some visits to the trades. It's just, it's layers upon layers. Um, and it's neat when I think staff are beginning to realize, like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you've been talking about yeah, for a couple right. of years. And then they're recognizing and then asking for more um, to be able to do that. Can we, just for our tens of thousands of listeners, um, <laughs> so geometry construction, that's a new course for us. Can you expand a little bit on that? I know it's just getting off the ground yeah. a little bit, but what is... Being a former math teacher, that always makes me interested. Like, ooh, we're doing geometry differently. I'm all about that. So how is that impacting your kids? So this is where I'll explain it from my point of view, but push back if, if I have it um, incorrect. Um, the um, Some of the terminology around um, the geometry re- requirements um, went from being more um, content focused to broad um, yeah. with having concepts of geometry. Right. And so with that, um, students often ask the question, like, when am I going to use this? Mm-hmm. And it was an opportunity to kind of put that question in use, um, where here are some general geometry concepts, but now we're going to have you use them or use them first, and now we're going to highlight the fact that, do you realize you just did X, Y, and Z? Or we're going to highlight this per- particular concept, now we're going to have you revisit it, now we're going to come back to the classroom. So it's a combination of both in-classroom and workplace learning experience to have students be able to explore geometry, but also apply it in a real-world setting and see some different pathways as a result. Did I explain the geometry part right? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an application of geometric skills, right? Uh, Hands-on application. And I think that just speaks to how when you think about pathways as sort of driving how you create curriculum, we see new kinds of coursework, right? We think about how do we get students engaged directly and authentically, right? So that's an example. We've got geometry and programming that's uh, come together too, right? Um, using Looking at computer programming through the lens of geometry. We have whole new pathways like our agricultural pathway that we've just uh, are really starting to grow, right? Um, with so to speak. Right, so to speak, <laughs> pun intended. Pun intended. Uh, and sports, so, sports med, yeah. And sports yeah. medicine. Uh, so we have just, I think, mm-hmm. a really growing and robust mm-hmm. set of courses that are core, uh, but also CTE, mm-hmm. but all of them hands-on. 
and also just kind of interesting you're bringing up some of these courses like uh, engineering for a sustainable future you know we've got somebody involved with it who is actually involved in agriculture mm -hmm. is actually a farmer uh -huh. um, and what was the other course sports medicine sports med, med that yeah. we've got um, athletic trainers yes. actually working paired with a science teacher right mm -hmm. so yes. just really really cool um, Opportunities and just different ways of thinking of curriculum and what yeah. school is. Yeah, and if you think about it, like from a student lens, um, you know, a, a teacher that has that type of background can share mm -hmm. exactly what happened in, in that career, and that's a very right. engaging classroom discussion mm -hmm. um, that just kind of soaks them in a little mm -hmm. bit more. Yeah. Where the students are asking, like, tell me more, like, what did you do in this situation? And they're able to authentically, like, someone like Glenn. He is in the situation every single day, every day. Um, so he's able to take maybe what took place the night before and it becomes a, a teaching tool mm -hmm. right. and so the curriculum is always fresh. Yeah. And so. then in turn, they can become interns. Yes. So as we're building some of these things out, I'm just talking about specifically in-house, mm -hmm. um, you know, businesses all the time, they've got to revamp and kind of rethink their spaces and their equipment and things like that. Are there any things in particular that you might like to see with our equipment, with some of our facilities, if we're looking toward the future? It's Pandora's box. Right, <laughs> right. Wow. It's already, it's already a two-parter, folks. <laughs> Just roll. Um, some things that come to mind, like Bay Doors. Um, you know, we mm -hmm. have uh, organizations that have reached out to us. The Haas mm -hmm. Foundation is one of them that they have encouraged us to apply mm -hmm. for the Haas Education um, Foundation Scholarship for our district. And sometimes I'm afraid that if we get it, where are we going to put this, <laughs> can't this get next it in the building. piece yeah. of equipment? Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, right. items like that. Um, you know, I, I would love for us to do some sort of student-led um, IT Chromebook mm -hmm. um, course, course. Yes. It, but it's a matter of like where where do we put that? Um, where does the student space? help window go? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yep. Um, in our culinary, I, I would love to have some sort of, you know, a food truck. You know, yeah. so so those type of things. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Or a location for our students to, if that's an area they want to go into, showcase geometry or construction. Right. I'd love a house. Right. So <laughs> right. you know. <laughs> I was just gonna say this is kind of a, a third rail topic, right? Yeah. But just facility-wise, mm -hmm. I would love to have um, some woodworking sort of shop facility mm -hmm. at North. Yes, mm -hmm. for equity. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So just those kinds of yes. facilities. I mean, we've we've begun those sorts of transformations in classrooms mm -hmm. over the last few years in hallways, right? We put out soft furniture. Um, we kind of have new kinds of furniture in classrooms to allow for more collaborative, cooperative learning. Uh, but I, I, we have a great start, but I think there's some, some other things we need to think about as our yeah. curriculum evolves. Yeah. And as health science, I know like a large portion of our students are interested in health science. Could we ever have, um, you know, a CVS, a Walgreens have mm -hmm. well, once a week a location with us? Um, right. So that's the one, I think, crazy thing that all three of us that are here, we, we ask. Yeah. Um, and the worst thing you could do is be told no and you're in the it's same always situation. always no until you yeah. ask. Yeah. Right. But you have right. to ask yeah. for some of the crazy stuff. Yeah. And it may just take time to get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and if we're talking facilities, we'd be remiss without talking about a full-size theater. A theater, theater right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but yeah, just, I mean, as we're rethinking education, as we're rethinking opportunities, like that's got to change what mm -hmm. we're what we're working with and what yeah. kids are working with. Like we bring up culinary. 
having more you know industrial professional kitchens. I think our teachers do an amazing job with what we've got, um, but there's some definitely some upgrades that can be made there. But it takes time, for sure, yeah. among other things. So, all right. So if a parent happens to be listening to this and they've got a student coming in next year and they're really excited about this, how how would you suggest? How would a student find out about this and start exploring it and start really? You know, whether they have a pathway in mind or not. I mean, they wanted to be a dental hygienist all their life. I don't know. Maybe. Um, how do they kind of get involved in this and kind of get down some of these pathways? So in our Knights and Rams blocks, um, we onboard students to a platform called Schoolinks. Um, and that platform does a multitude of things. Um, one of the things we do freshman year is um, have students do an interest inventory. And that information spits out um, pathways that are closest match to them. Um, so it highlights for the students, it gets them familiar with what a pathway is. At that same time, we um, highlight for students and parents, parent communication goes out about what the pathway endorsement process is. Um, and then activities that we do beyond that, we can um, capture all students that are interested in dental hygiene mm -hmm. and so if Dana or Courtney are, are having someone in in that area we can target that information just to those students and let those parents know as well or we can cast a wide net and just say had you ever considered mm -hmm. um, to be able to do that um, and then it's little by little communication mostly through Knights and Ramsbach through um, school parent communication through Schoology mm -hmm. through clubs through activities um, the way we've restructured our first day mm -hmm. allowed all students to receive the same message at the same time. So um, I think we all thought that that was a, a very beneficial way mm -hmm. to get that out. Um, Tracy and I have talked about doing parent universities mm -hmm. to do a, a deeper right. dive into some of these content areas. Um, yeah, I would yeah. say uh, once a student has an identified pathway through school links or an area of interest mm -hmm. or their you know, aptitudes, that they talk with their parents about that look mm -hmm. and I think many of them just do because it's so interesting and it it shares with students famous people who have these mm -hmm. same proclivities mm -hmm. you know yep. and so it's 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 fun information but use that information to look through the course catalog yes. to talk to your counselor uh, wow I'm really interested in this it seems like I might be good at it what are the course offerings uh, that we have or clubs or sports or activities that would help me decide if this is actually what I want to do and, and you can start that right away freshman year so that would be my advice is, is start with with mm -hmm. what you're told is wow these seem to be things you're good at and mm -hmm. go from there and as I think you mentioned kind of beginning of this talking about pathways right mm -hmm. and how we built pathways um, those are just really specific things not just sort of a general term there's specific pathways towards specific careers correct me if I'm wrong mm -hmm. Where if you're interested in that particular pathway, yeah, specifically here are the courses you should be taking throughout your four years. Mm -hmm. You can have that conversation with uh, the counselors, mm -hmm. and yeah. again, if they find they love it, they can keep going with it. If not, find another pathway. You're not locked in in any way, but um, just to have that guidance, because I, you know, again, back in the day when I was in high school, it was anybody in math and science. What do you want to do? Be an engineer? We had no idea. Yeah. Right. What an engineer actually right. did, or the yep. types of engineers, <laughs> plural, that are out there. Uh, why? Because they pay good. That's right. that was it. Right. That was about the career counseling yeah. I got. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we're in a much better place, and I think lots more opportunities for kids. So. And our cool. students that endorse, um, we're growing the currency behind the endorsement process. So 
you know, our goal is not for every student to be endorsed. Um, our goal is for our students to participate in as much of the endorsement process um, as possible because it's, it's just good teaching and learning. Um, but in that, if a student does recognize, you know, yes, this, this is my thing, this is my jam, this is what I want to do, um, and they dive deeper, um, manufacturing, education now has the ability to provide scholarship opportunities for students that do endorse. And that was like a, a parent yesterday came in and tell me more, where is my child in regards to this? And so um, I think the information is getting out in a greater degree that both parents and students are beginning to work together um, with us to be able to help their, their student achieve that. Yeah, and just, I guess, to explain, right, an endorsement is literally something on a student's transcript mm -hmm. that says they have completed all of the steps in this certain pathway mm -hmm. to be able to demonstrate some level of expertise, knowledge, understanding, and experience in said pathway. Yeah. And so it's, it's on a student's transcript, much like a seal by literacy mm -hmm. might be on a student's transcript once they show proficiency. So to Gina's point, it's about um, building the currency behind that right. endorsement so it really becomes something that students are striving for and that employers are looking for. And that endorsement process really helps the student, I call like diversify your high school portfolio. Right. So during that process, you're taking some courses that have early college credit embedded. Those could be AP, dual credit, articulated credit. You're participating in some of the career exploration. You're doing either work for pay or an internship for credit. And we're involving some team challenges that allow students to work on those essential skills, the soft skills, right. um, things that, you know, whether you're going away to school, whether you're heading into the military, all those are needed in, in any of the career way. And, and in order for a school to be able to give an endorsement, we have to prove to the state that we've got a sequence of um, courses and opportunities that the student can meet all the criterion of said endorsement. So we, Gina's been working hard on, on getting these approvals, working with our partners at the Tech Campus to help make that possible when we don't have the coursework here. And so uh, we have how many, 16, 19. 19 different endorsement possibilities for students. And growing. And growing. And growing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's like, just, again, just amazing work and I think that's leading the state um, in a number of different ways. Um, so I'm really happy that you guys are doing what you do and keep working, uh, keep pushing forward, working toward opportunities for kids, so. Anything else for the good of the cause? No, no, thank you. All right, well, thank you guys. Yeah, Appreciate it. Having us. All right, so uh, if anybody happens to be listening to this and wants more information, it's Dr. Landry, Zoto, Ms. Schuyler, uh, or myself, and or the counselors, mm -hmm. ask somebody. We can put mm -hmm. you in yep. touch with somebody who can uh, illuminate some of these opportunities for your student. All right, with that, Bye. <laughs>